Remember that um, Looney Tune? Uh, where I think it was, like, I think it was like a chicken, and he would like hold the mic like this, oh. and he'd be like singing to the yeah, fucking... yeah, yeah, like the crooning chicken. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember what his name was or what he was doing. I think obviously he was trying to fuck chickens, <laughs> hens. So he was or a rooster. He was a rooster. Yeah. Um, who was he supposed to be a parody of? Is that that can't that's not Sinatra, right? Sinatra didn't croon like that. It's a Sinatra esque, I'd say. It's, it's probably one of the other guys though, like a Bobby Vinton, maybe. Hmm. Uh, I always wondered. Like he always, yeah, maybe it was Bobby Vinton. There are tons of those guys from that era, who the crooned 50s like that. and sixties. Yeah. Ooh, I want to kiss you all over and over again. I want to kiss you all over until the night closes in. Until the night closes in. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? My name is Marco Dupa. Across from me is my ever present and powerful co-host he's always watching us always watching adam obesius rodriguez that make me sound more creepy i mean you said you said that right? oh, what's up bruce keys <laughs> tonight's brew is from the dogfish head brewing company it is the perfect disguise double ipa it is eight percent a b v v um the label of this thing is really funny it's like a German dude, but inside of him is more hops. <laughs> Hidden inside. Hidden inside the guy. Yeah. So you'll see that. But it's, it's what is it, an IPA disguised as a Kolsch? Kolsch. So I'm very interested to see how this tastes. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a good time tonight. I can feel it in my bones. Which this one? The big one. Mm. My femur. This is the One Baron Podcast. personal page or if you know me in my personal life <laughs> you will know that uh it was in another goddamn car accident mm. yeah this time it wasn't the curb's fault no it wasn't the curb it wasn't uh i had nothing to do with it this time except for being involved in it obviously um <sighs> wait 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 let's unpack that you had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Except being except involved. Except being involved. Right. Okay. Right. See, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's perfect it sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Had Mastery of the English language. Nothing to do with it except for being, being involved. involved. Yeah. But I didn't do it. <laughs> you, were, you were just there. I was just there. Right. You were the audience. I, I got assaulted. I'm the assaultee, not the assaulter. Ah, okay. Right? Right. That makes more sense. Yeah. You're a victim. I I I am. Mm-hmm. 
that's what I mean. My shoulder hurts. Mm-hmm. My wrist hurts. I got my wrist. You got blown a wrist out. burn. You got a wrist burn on there. Yeah, man. It looked like an Indian burn. Yeah. If an Indian could singe the hairs off of your arm, which is what the airbag did. A yoga flame. <laughs> that's so racist. Man. I, feel, I feel like that's not okay anymore. It's not. But it is kind of cool though. A uh, quick, quick, quick side question here. Oh, go ahead. The Indian burn, is that is that derived from Native American Indian or is that derived from Indian from India? It's a good fucking question. I always assumed it was a Native American Indian. Yeah. <clears throat> Just because, like, I feel like that's an American thing. So it probably dates back to like the fifties or something, where yeah, it was cool to be racist. Be racist. And just and burn somebody right and like a savage <laughs> <laughs> you know because they're always burning stuff <laughs> sure with their hands or, or like an indian giver yeah yeah another thing where you know white people were just like yeah we'll we'll put it on them <laughs> only they do this <laughs> even though i'm literally doing it right now so i need a name for it <laughs> we'll just call it something derogatory like indian uh another one that messed me up was uh calling someone a jip is is uh or jipping somebody is uh derogatory to gypsies? Of gypsies yeah yeah i didn't put that together no now you know but that makes sense yeah makes a lot of sense yeah what a fucking jip right now oh. it kind of sounds Ugh. really gross <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you put it like that uh-huh i've never felt good saying it ever since i learned that i never thought about that yeah well maybe you should think some more maybe Nah, mm. it's exhausting. So how'd you get in this uh, accident? What happened? They hit me, man. Okay. They hit me. I wonder if I'm allowed to talk about the circumstances. It is under investigation. Well, I'd, I'd say keep it vague for now. Um, You were hit. I mean, it's a pretty simple accident. There's nothing to really... I'm not going outside the lines of any kind of legal thing. Like, I made a turn onto a road... They came out of a parking lot where they shouldn't have been coming out of, mm-hmm. and they fucking blasted me on my passenger side, T-boned me, right? spun the fucking car. I hit the curb twice, mm-hmm. and it just ripped my car to shreds. Yeah. The front bumper, it looks like somebody, like, it looks like the yep. Hulk picked it up and just, just tore it. I was just going to say, it looks like the Hulk punched it right, <laughs> right in its face. Because it is donezo, ladies and gentlemen. That fucking thing is done. So... Car's out of commission, which means I'm out of commission again. Yeah. So Just when you thought it was over. Two steps forward, one step back, my man. Man, you just got that door fixed, too. Just got the door fixed. Ugh. Feeling flying high in the friendly skies. <laughs> got, a, got another job. Good hours. And then, you know, shit happens. What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, it's life. Yeah. You just deal with it. Move on. Move forward, I mean. Mm-hmm. But it does fucking suck. It fucking sucks. It's just like, you never know, man. Like, I, you know? We we didn't smoke weed before this. <laughs> Even if it sounds like it, we didn't. But like, like the other accidents that I've been in have been kind of like, they make sense. You know? Yeah. I, I, I'm not paying attention. I hit a curb or something. Or... You know, make a make a bad turn somewhere. It, it, it most of that like I haven't been in a lot of accidents. It make it seem like I've been like in twenty accidents. Well, my premiums are super low. Okay, okay. let's just put it that way. You don't gotta tell me, man. I don't have to convince you or anybody else out mm-hmm. there. All right, right. But the accidents that I have been in have, for the most part, 
been the result of um well i'm gonna plead the fifth okay all right <laughs> that's fair you can that's your legal right but this one you know i was chilling man i was yeah. on i was on the way home well i was almost on the way home i was mm-hmm. doing my last delivery right i was like getting out kind of well, i was trying to get out kind of I was, I was getting out at a decent time you know mm-hmm. i was gonna come home chill right i can do nothing and then all that just changes in an instant and then your whole day is sucked up by this one thing right because you can't just go no you can't just leave you know you you just are are, are at the start of a three hour at least yeah ordeal that's the thing as soon as you as soon as you get into an accident and you've assessed that okay i'm not dead i'm okay <laughs> so that's good you go check the other person mm-hmm. they're not dead mm-hmm. they're okay that's good then your second thought is fuck mm-hmm here we go. Paperwork. No. Yeah, it's just call the cops. Gonna be here. Gonna have to tell the same story like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I think I was talking to the insurance companies today mm-hmm. about uh, claims and all that stuff. Yeah, they were asking me to recount what happened and everything right. in as much detail as I can remember. They're doing an investigation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think they were. I think the one guy, one guy I was talking to, he was with not my insurance company. Okay. Yeah, you should never talk to those guys. Well, why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is uh, uh, we're gonna need Spencer here to to back me up here because I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't passed the bar, just so everybody knows. However, I have written blogs for an unnamed local uh, uh, attorney office. Is it Dan Newland? No. It was Dan Newland. Uh, <laughs> And so I've written a few blogs and done a good amount of research as far as it goes for um, personal injury claims, especially after car accidents. Yeah. And one of the biggest things they will always tell you is you don't have to talk to the insurance company of the other person. Hmm. You especially shouldn't uh, until you have representation, really. Because Hmm. that other insurance company, their main goal, their entire goal, no matter how nice they come off to you, is to get basically to make you look as bad as possible so that the other person's, you know, in, insurance doesn't have to pay. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That, yeah. I felt that. Yeah. I felt that. That's what I was going to say. I felt like he was trying to trip me up. They try to incriminate you as, as much as they possibly can. And a lot of times they try to pounce on you as quickly as possible after the accident because yeah. they know that it's all up in the air you're you're still kind of fuzzy, you know. Like you may still be in shock if it's a really bad accident. Yeah. Uh, and you know they they specifically swoop down at when you are as as um vulnerable. Yeah, as vulnerable as you possibly can be in that moment. Yeah. Because they know that they can take advantage of you. Yeah. So well, I was talking. Well, I was talking to this guy, and he's like, he's asking me details of stuff that I've already told him, and he'd like. He'd like come back and be like, "So, um, was it like your was it your left shoulder or was it?" I was like, "No, this is my right shoulder." Mm-hmm. So the the wrist is which which is right wrist, dude, right wrist. Yeah. And it felt like I was like, "This dude, I feel like this dude's trying to trip me up. I right. feel like he's trying to jam me up on some mm-hmm. shit." You yeah, know? you you legally don't have to talk to them. Well, I didn't even think anything of it. And that's what most people don't think. Yeah, you know, so you feel like it's part of the process. Well, and the other thing is, the my insurance company told me to go talk to them. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Hey, 
hit them up for this claim because you know that person is liable yeah they should they're they're probably they're most likely like considering the circumstances they're most likely liable i think it's more of a thing of you need to report it to them but you don't have to give them more detail than that yeah you know you tell them you give them your statement and you you move on they start asking questions you say i want to talk to my attorney Shout out to my insurance company who just was like, hey, man, you got it. <laughs> don't worry about it. If you need anything or don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I talked to that dude. Yeah. He seemed kind of seemed kind of slimy, but I didn't really think about it because the other thing is my shit is airtight. Right. My shit is airtight. Mm-hmm. Not only is my shit airtight, but I have a witness and mm-hmm. his shit. He I don't even know this fucking guy. <laughs> and he was there and he. Um, shout out to this fucking guy. Well, I mean, you know, well, I'll probably, I'm not, I'm not going to give his name cause mm-hmm. you know, but shout out to this guy who was there, saw the whole thing mm-hmm. and stuck was around. like, and he stuck around at first. And then he was like, dude, I got to get out of here, but here's my number. Mm-hmm. I saw the whole thing. Just give me a call. I was Good. like, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I did. Mm-hmm. I gave his number to my insurance company and sure enough, they called him. He recounted his side of the nice. story, corroborated what I said. Yeah. So pretty dope man nice there all things considered so far i mean it definitely could have been worse obviously i could have been seriously injured or oh, that course. person could have been seriously injured so we're, we're lucky to be alive thank here. god you're not too cool for a safe belt that's right mm-hmm. that's right I wear that bitch every day and you should too kids and pay attention watch where you're going look on both sides of the road mm-hmm. when you're crossing don't do drugs that's right. Take uh, your vitamins. No candy Take your from vitamins. strangers. No candy from strangers is a big one. Right. That one's getting freakier and freakier. Just make it. That, that one makes me super weird because I've been watching all these true crime dramas. <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> dude. You don't want any of that freaky candy. Dude, I I, I started watching Mindhunters. Or Mindhunter. Mindhunter, right? yeah. And uh, you were awake for like, because I restarted it. Right. Last night. Mm-hmm. And I, I've I've seen the entire thing. I know, you? and that's why right. you, you know you stuck around for a little bit, and then right. you're like, "Well, I got to go to work." So yeah, fuck you. And <laughs> I said that actually. You did. Yeah. I couldn't stop once I got going. It's good. I finished it that night. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I didn't go to bed till like six in the morning. <laughs> David Fincher, all tour. Yeah, incredible. Straight up crushing it yeah and you know he directs like the last three episodes mm-hmm. and you can tell too yeah you can tell the quality like, is just like just, yeah you're like oh whoa i'm watching something else right yeah. now yeah yeah this is this is cinematic not to take anything away from anybody else who oh, directed no, on that the, show the rest it's... of that show is great mm-hmm. it's fantastic but you can tell when he gets the reins yeah yeah and uh you know shout out to everybody who's been watching all these true crime stuff and i'm late to the party i know but I'm on it, man. I'm obsessed. It's a weird thing, but Netflix knows. They mm-hmm. know. They're like seeking out uh weird shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the evil genius one. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. I didn't know nothing about it. Yeah. And now everybody's talking about it. Well, it's that one's been around for a little bit now. It, I think it came out last year, earlier last year. Yeah. And it got a lot of buzz, but I feel like with this new resurgence of true crime within the past I'd say three or four months. Yeah. Again, it's become ultra popular with like we were talking about before the, uh, uh, my favorite murder podcast. Serial has been big, 
you know, all these all these uh, true crime things kind of come making, to the forefront. Making a murder was yeah, that was one of the ones that came out. And people are like, ooh, mm-hmm. again, Netflix. Yeah, you know? Netflix at the forefront of that murder shit, son. Mm-hmm. What do you think that's about? What do you I think s- that's about? You think humans are just voyeuristic in nature? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's no question. Like people have, uh, especially with death. People have yeah. always been fascinated because it's the ultimate unknown. You know, it's death is one thing, but what these guys are doing is on another level, man. Well, we're attracted to that darkness. I feel. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things that like it's it's like a freak show. You know, you, you go there and you uh, from from our couches we can be entertained safely. Yeah. About this kind of stuff, you never want to you know directly interact with the Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. But if you find out all the grisly details on a Netflix docu-series or something, you know, you can get that voyeur inside view into what makes him tick mm-hmm. and the dirty details behind what he did uh, without getting your own hands dirty. Why do you like them? Let's turn this on ourselves. I like them because I feel like there's there's something fascinating with the idea that the humanity is capable of that kind of evil mm-hmm. you know uh, being that depraved they're like uh, a human hunting another human yeah and doing it you know for a, a reason that uh sense doesn't allow to yeah. to to you know account for really like it, 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 it's nonsensical it's like you just have this urge to keep killing yeah it's interesting to me i don't know and also the stories of the people who catch these people mm. and the idea that there are people that dedicate their lives to doing that even though like they have to uh, dirty their hands in that world yeah and think about living in that forever like after watching one of those documentaries or even like dramatized series you kind of feel dirty you kind of feel like ugh, like that's a lot that's heavy that's a lot of stuff a lot of like psychic psychic juju that you're putting on yourself but if if um if you're actually doing that in real life you can only imagine like how much deeper that goes like how do you not go home every day depressed right or think the worst of humanity what it could take what it could take from you Right. What it, what it probably takes from these detectives. Well, it's the whole thing. Uh, the, I forget the exact quote, but like you have to be careful about staring into the void or else the void starts staring back at you. Yeah. You know, like what 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 do you take out of the, these experiences and these people that uh, that clings on to your soul? Yeah. You know, like that's that's always very interesting. It's the same thing with like uh, with veterans, you know, like uh, war vets. It's so interesting to hear their stories about, you know, being in these war scenarios that we that we as civilians who never had to, you know, shoot a gun in in anger, uh, can't, can't even fathom. Yeah, you know, but it's 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 interesting. It's very interesting to to hear about that perspective because it's something that you know hopefully we'll never ever have to think about. Right. You know. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty insane, man. It's it's. What what you see some what some of these guys are capable of is pretty unfathomable. You're just like even even being even being alive in 2019, being an adult and and knowing what people are capable of, you're still 
you're still kind of like, yeah, but this dude, man, this dude. Like um, the one dude who's like the star of Mindhunter, uh, Eddie, Ed Kemper. Mm-hmm. First of all, the guy who plays him, Tour de Force. Oh, incredible. He yeah. got an Emmy nomination for it. As he should have. Crushed it. Yeah. Second of all, Ed Kemper in real life. Mm-hmm. I, I googled him. Yeah, I've seen the the clips, dude. The video clips, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. And the shit, like Mine Hunter, what they take from the serial killers that they're studying is pretty much what they did. Mm-hmm. The detectives and everything surrounding it is an amalgam of everything that happened mm-hmm. around that time. So there, it's not based. It's based on a lot of people, mm-hmm. and it's based on the situations, but it's not like a... Specific, like, these are not the names that you can look up right. of, of these specific cases. Yeah, it didn't exactly go down the way that it mm-hmm. went down like that. Right. Like, for instance, um, they use one of the techniques, one of their techniques um, on um, uh, the dude who likes shoes. <laughs> Forgot his name. Yeah. But they use the, they use the third party mm-hmm. thing on him. Mm-hmm. Where they get him to basically give, like, the more sordid details of what he's done. Right. He's able to disassociate right. and speak as somebody else. So he's, like, the expert witness on someone else. Right. Like, yeah, I mean. If, if I were to do it. This, uh, you know. So this is what we're thinking he was thinking. Right, yeah, And yeah. they get him to do it. They get him to talk about the guy himself in right. the third person. Um, And they use that technique on Ted Bundy in mm-hmm. real life. Yeah. It's just so, man, it's just so interesting. But, like, mm-hmm. the Ed Kemper thing. Dude, mm-hmm. what he actually did. Yeah. Holy Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the kind, like, I couldn't even. I would have to reach into the deepest, blackest, just the most tar that I could find inside myself mm-hmm. to even imagine the things that he actually did right like if somebody asked me to write a a horror film Mm -hmm. i don't know if i have the imagination (laughs) to come up with what he actually did well i mean that's that's the interesting thing that you're you're hitting on right now it's disgusting it's repulsive but it's one of those things that uh, when you hear the the truth behind it you can't look away right you know it's uh, again it's like a car accident Right. You know, it's like it's grisly and and uh, uh, disturbing, and you don't want to stare. But at the same time, there's something within us that we we can't help but do that. Speaking of that, when I was sitting on the side of the road, just sitting in my busted up car, mm-hmm. fucking fire engines in the middle of the street, yeah, ambulances on one side, dude, you would not believe the rubbernecking. No, oh. it's cr- like I'd believe it. Like we know, yeah, you know, everybody makes the jokes and stuff, and and we've seen it. Yeah, but dude, when you're the guy who's just sitting on the curb, staring mm-hmm. at the cars, staring at you, mm-hmm. everyone, every single car <laughs> that got around the fire truck would ogle mm-hmm. at me. Just you, you should have started filming them. I should have. You're. Yeah. So, I don't know why I didn't think about yeah. that. I should have done that. You're right. Because it was. I swear to God, not one car drove past mine in their business. Mm-hmm. Every single one yep would look they'd slow down almost come to a complete stop look let's see if there's any blood uh, 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 just long enough before they break their neck and then they're gone Mm. oh man 
but it it it, it just it taps into what we're talking yeah. about. Some weird primal thing within us that we, I don't know, we can't look away from the darkness. Yeah. What's that about? Man? I don't know. Speaking of, uh, highly recommend if you fell off of True Detective on season two, getting into season three. Yeah. The uh, finales this upcoming weekend. Yeah. And uh, I've been following along this season, and it's very good. Yeah. Much better than season two. They say it's a resurgence of it's the show. definitely is. Exactly what I was hoping for. Good. Mahersha uh, Ali, as we know. I just want him to keep winning, man. Just keep on winning. He's killing it. He's killing keep it. winning. And uh, Stephen Dorff. Yeah. Stephen Dorff. I love the him. I love the him. I love the him. Stephen Dorff. I was going to say, I love that dude. And, uh, and him. <laughs> Turn it to him, yeah. <laughs> I love it to him. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't know what he's been up to lately. But he Doing should do cigarette commercials. Should really do more of the acting stuff because he's really yeah. good at it. Even that e-cigarette commercial is like this dude is cool as fuck. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's acting his pants off. It's incredible. I bet cast is great. Yeah. So recommend. We'll get into that. Got to watch Evil Genius. Uh. There's more of them on there. There's a bunch of them. Uh, Abducted in Plain Sight, I heard, is a really good one. Mm, yeah, I heard about that today, actually. Yeah. Um, Manhunt is really good about the Unabomber. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, I think it was made by the History Channel, strangely enough. You know what's even more strange? Uh. Do you know who made Evil Genius? Who? The Duplass brothers. Really? Yeah, they're the executive huh. producers. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. For those you know, of you guys who don't know, the Duplass brothers are like... They basically created Mumblecore. Mumblecore. Yeah. So it's like, you know, those indie films where people just kind of talk over each other. Shit. Yeah. For an hour and a half. And then you just kind of unearth something really interesting about these characters, which I love those films. Yeah. They're, they're great. They're good. Yeah. But they're very, very niche, indie, very small, mm-hmm. low budget films. Yeah. On purpose, that's, yeah. That's kind of what gives them their charm. Definitely, because they got a they got a fucking budget now. Mm-hmm. I know they have like an HBO show. Yeah. Um, I forgot what it's called, but they're doing they're they doing just, pretty. They just keep well. making movies because they can. Yeah. You know, like the like we were saying, the budget's so low, and they have you know credentials now. Yeah. And Mark Duplass was on uh the League. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I forgot about that actually. Yeah, he's really funny. Mm. He's like one of my favorite characters. <clears throat> Him. Uh, Ruxin and Rafi, probably mm-hmm. my favorite characters. <clears throat> Never forget, I just I cried laughing anytime Rafi would come on. He just he'd do something crazy mm-hmm. to like enter the scene. And at one point, <laughs> he just he just walks up to Nick Kroll's character Ruxin, and he he high fives him. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he high fives him, he just goes, "You should watch that." <laughs> <laughs> I just started doing that to people. As soon as they give me the high you five, should you should watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that show. Show ended too soon, man. They should have brought it back on Netflix or something. Mm. Anyway, yeah, it's 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 a fascinating look at what humans are capable of, but it's even more fascinating to look at why those shows are so comfortable or not comfortable why we're so comfortable watching mm-hmm. those shows and why those shows are so successful mm. you know that's an even more fascinating look yeah well I, I you know again i think it's something that is also what makes horror movies so popular too yeah gives you a thrill it scares you a little bit 
because um, I know a lot of people, if if they were to watch something about a serial killer, they'll they'll be on higher alert after that. You know, it it, it scares them in their real life. It's not just it's it's not just like you watch it and you know it's a comedy and you you laugh for the hour and a half and then you move on after that and it, it's over once the credits roll. Like uh, stuff like that kind of sticks with you. Yeah. So I feel like people get a thrill out of it in a way, and it, it becomes a little different when it's real because then you can look back on that and go, okay, this isn't a ghost story. This mm-hmm. isn't about, you know, I don't know, a, a mutated squirrel or something. You know, like something that is, is outlandish that you know factually isn't isn't real. Like these people exist. Right. This is this could be a documentary. Real shit gives you chills, right? And it sticks with you even longer. Yeah, than the fake stuff. Because you're, you know, the fake stuff is like you're you're tapping into someone's mind, but you're tapping into a base part of their mind that they're like that they're tapping into to try to fuck with you, right? So inherently, you're like something in your brain just understands, like this is the product of a writer, a director. Mm-hmm a couple of actors right. and they're trying to scare me and they're doing a good job. Well, you know? and it, see when, when you know that I feel like it's more fun. Yeah. Like you're able to, it, it's like Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. right? You go in, it's, it's cheap. They're, they're all uh, jump scares mm-hmm. and you know, you get your money's worth. It's, right. it's scary. Oh no, it's scary, but it's fun. You, you end up, you leave and you're laughing Yeah, because you know, you got that adrenaline rush and it's, 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 it's all good. Yeah. You're not worried after the fact you don't go home looking over your shoulder you know yeah but can you imagine like uh, uh, an amusement park that was just talking to actual serial killers well yeah no that or like they recreate the actual crime scenes of oh. of, of serial killers you Man. know or you know like uh, that's see that is is crossing a line where i feel like people are uncomfortable when yeah, you're, I mean, because it's completely unethical. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like even putting bad taste. Even putting that aside, knowing still an amazing idea though. <laughs> knowing that what you're watching, let's say you're watching a documentary and they have real crime footage, mm-hmm. you know, crime scene footage. Uh, um, knowing that you're you're seeing the actual scene, you're seeing a real dead body, or yeah. you know, whatever it is, or you're at least hearing about these kinds of things. Um, of real events, things that actually happened to real people. Yeah. Um, it, it's very easy to disassociate as a viewer because we're so used to watching fictional things mm-hmm. and we can't put ourselves in that position and say, like, what if that was my mom? What if that was my sister? You know? Um, but but I do think you think it, people think that when they're watching something that's real? I think they are quicker to think about that than they are with a fictional thing but i still think that it happens where they 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 don't think about that they don't think about the victims they only think about the the killers and that's how these killers end up becoming these rock stars rock stars yeah basically and that's that's the downside of all this stuff is like you know you don't want to put these people on a pedestal because that's what they wanted in the first place a lot of times yeah you know a lot of these people are just attention seekers really Mm -hmm. Um, like megalomaniacs and they just want to to be known and remembered for something right so that's not what you want but at the same time we can't help but be fascinated by these people because they are such freaks you know so I don't know it's 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 a tough balance between 
learning and 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 I don't know studying these people. I think I think people need to just accept the fact that you know we're all fucked up just a little bit. You know, of it, course, we're all we're all just on a degree of fucked up. We're on just the fucked up spectrum. Right. That's all it is. Fucked up is a spectrum. Yeah. And people try to act like they're hollier than now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where you run into trouble. Well, and, and that's, uh, you know, I, I think that is exactly what the biggest appeal is about these things is trying to find yourself yeah. in these killers, in these monsters, you know? Yeah. Like trying trying to find some through line where you're like, I could see why he would feel that way mm. or I could see why he would do that. And I mean, even if you can't find any common ground with somebody like Ted Bundy or, or Ed Kemper or something, cause yeah, I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to do is to look at yourself. Well, you don't want to, right. You don't want to find that. Yeah. No. How disappointing would it be to be like, you know, to be able to relate to one of these people, but even if you can't, whether you can or can't, you have to know, that the biggest difference between a normal person and an abnormal person or a disturbed person is sometimes just as simple as man, a synapse didn't fire in his brain mm-hmm. the way that it fired in your brain. Yeah. One event You're that took close. this person over. Yeah. Sometimes you are just you are that close. Your chemical balance is just a little better you than that to, guy's. Not to say like you don't have to empathize. But I think you, I just think that uh, there's no real right answer here. I think it's no. just an examination of why people like this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the world's easier if you don't empathize, I feel. Yeah. You know, if you just, if you just look at it as they're monsters and we're, we're better. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier on us. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's less of to, a burden to think about, easy but to, easier to swallow that. Right. Than it is to accept how close you could be to doing something like yeah. that. We're all capable of being monsters. And that's the scary thing. I think that that's the point. And I think that these documentaries are proof of that. Yeah. That we're all capable of that. How quickly we could get to that point. Right. You know? Yeah. It's insane. I wonder if the mic picked that up. Yeah, probably not. We're going to find out. All right. We need to get a fart mic like they have on uh, your mom's house. God. <laughs> they actually have. We're not going to do that. They have a mic dedicated to farts. Fart comes up. They grab it really quickly. Turn it on. They grab, they grab the fart? They grab the fart. No. They grab the fart by the mouth. <laughs> God. What's the anatomy of a fart? I want to watch that documentary. All I imagined was like um, uh, the ghost from Ghostbusters, the main ghost. <laughs> Slimer. Slimer, yeah. yeah. That just coming out and you just grab him by, right by the face. <laughs> like, stop! <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> How quickly one can bring themselves to do something so horrendous. Turn to the dark side. So horrific. So horrific. So, yeah. Maybe that's why people are so obsessed with it. Yeah. Either way, Netflix has got the formula. They know exactly what they're doing, man. Literally. They just, they're just fucking churning them out. The them algorithm. Mm-hmm. They know what people want. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the Marvel shows. <laughs> yeah. So it's official with the Marvel shows. Ugh. They finally canceled the last two, the Punisher 
and Jessica Jones. Yeah. Well, uh, Jessica Jones, the next season's coming out. Yeah, they have still. one more season. Season three of Jessica Jones. Right. So only Jessica Jones and Daredevil made it to three seasons. Yeah. Which I find pretty interesting. I mean, Punisher came out later. Right. But you would think that they would give Punisher one more season, but the timing of it's just too bad. Yeah, no. No. And and technically Punisher almost shared a season with Daredevil mm-hmm. for for uh Daredevil season 2 cuz he was introduced in that one and That's a good point. He played, was there for played a big role through it. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. Still though, it is the end of an era. End of the Netflix era. Yeah. The Nef- the Marvel Marvel Netflix mm-hmm. era, which, you know, the um it's the guy that's in, in charge of Marvel TV, um, that division of, of the the gigantic, uh, multi armed conglomerate that is Marvel and Disney. Yeah, even bigger than them. Um, uh, apparently had this this uh, farewell letter to the fans once it was officially announced that Jessica Jones and uh, uh, what, was, what was the other one uh, Punisher yeah. Punisher were both canceled officially on Netflix. And it got pretty mixed, uh, uh, mixed reviews from the fans. Why? Uh, well, the letter essentially said, you know, we really, we, we love all you guys who stuck with us through this entire journey. You know, all the creators who, uh, who helped us with these incredible shows that, you know, won tons of awards and lots of fans loved, and and were really pioneers in. Uh, superhero TV uh, and kind of took it to that street level that uh, was sorely missing from the DC uh, more uh, kitschy sort of style All right. from Arrow and Flash and stuff like that. He called them out by name? He did not. Oh. He did not. But, you know, just just basically saying, like, we did something special here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody who who worked on these projects and all the fans and you know uh at the end of it he uh, he kind of left it vague and was like just just know that these aren't the last you've seen of these characters <laughs> um but along with that there was also some clear like Subtle, subtle slaps to Netflix within yeah. there, uh, saying that he didn't even. I don't think he even named Netflix outright. He just said our our partner decided to end our agreement or something to that effect, mm. and so uh, like fully, fully laid it on the lap of Netflix, mm. saying that this is why these shows were canceled. It wasn't us; it was Netflix yeah. that did this. Um, so a lot of fans were like, "We don't buy that." We think that it's clearly because you were pushing them out because you have your own thing going on. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, a lot of fans I've seen, at least in the comments section, vocal minority, take it for what you will, um, were kind of upset with that statement and mm. saying like, you know, you're, you guys are really the reason why these shows didn't continue on. It's Netflix doing what they had to do. Once you imposed on on them, we're not going to get your streaming service because we don't want more streaming services. Uh, you know, this is a bad idea. Blah 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 blah. There's yeah. you know, the general upset masses yeah. on the internet. 
So I found that kind of interesting because I, when I read it, I was like, oh, maybe this is a signal of a rebirth of some kind right. of them actually being able to do that. Because the, the whole thing, if people aren't aware, is that these shows, these specific characters, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, uh, Luke Cage, and uh, 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 the other guy. Iron Fist. Yeah, we don't talk about him. <laughs> he no. who must not be named. Right. Um, they all, apparently there's a contract for all of those characters for two years i think um from this point forward yeah um in which netflix i think technically still has ownership of them they're not going to do anything with them yeah but they still have ownership so nobody can touch them until after that at least in the tv spectrum i think that's what the deal says not 100 percent sure somebody fact check but because of that you know a lot of people were saying there's no way like all these actors are going to be taken up by that point. Nobody's going to wait around two years. There's so many people involved with making these shows. Yeah. So there's no way they can get the original cast. There's no way they can get the showrunners to come back for five separate shows. Right. You know, like it's it's just impossible. Um, but at the same time, you know, if they can get the people from Daredevil back, that'd be something. If they could get the people for Punisher back. I think a lot of fans would like that. Luke yeah, Cage do back. It, do it slowly. Yeah. Who knows. Uh, you know, get 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 the ball rolling now. Maybe tell them leave your schedules open for two years from now. I know it's a long time to wait, but yeah. just try to keep this in mind. You know. Well, yeah, and I mean, with the kind of money that Disney could throw at them if they wanted to, right? To make them all part of. I mean, if they want to keep this money train going, for instance, like you know, once once Endgame comes out, mm-hmm. now we're in. I don't know phase b (laughs) right where we're we're post era yeah you're gonna need you know compelling heroes Mm -hmm. to continue this universe and i don't want to sit through an entire war machine movie Mm -hmm. as much as i love don Cheadle. right i just couldn't imagine myself doing that well you know what i think could be possible and this is just clearly me speculating here but i don't know why i call that don Cheadle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I like Don there, I know there are worse actors in the MCU. <laughs> Way worse. Yeah. Um, I like Don Cheadle. Respect Don, Don, Don Cheadle. Don great. Yeah. yeah. Don Cheadle's great. Um, but my uh, just fan speculation here. I think what could possibly work for them is if they were to, in a couple years, see who's available and maybe do it more of like a uh, just a general um, defenders yeah. show. Uh, you know limited series yeah. we'll call it a limited series well where like you know whoever they can get they get and they just kind of push them together again, yeah you know because you know if somebody's not available for a full you know 12 episodes even eight episodes you can get them for a couple yeah and just do a couple one-offs and then have like a conclusion at the end where they're all together and fighting together or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I will say the defenders that they did on Netflix wasn't great. I didn't like that so much, but I'm just saying if this would resurrect that those franchises and maybe open them up in the, like later on Mm -hmm. to having, you know, a, I don't even care, like one or two seasons that just kind of wrap up what the Netflix series did if they can somehow get the rights to those shows after that time, which they can, because it's just money, yeah, really. And we're talking Disney here. We're talking Disney, and we're talking like Netflix is making a ton of money for sure, right? But if you look at Netflix's um, release schedule, mm-hmm. dude, like they are releasing so much original content. There's a new Kevin Costner 
Woody Harrelson movie coming out. What? Yeah. What? It's about the guys who tracked down uh, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Dog, I'll watch anything with uh, Woody Harrelson in it. Yeah. Anything. It looks good. I love me some Woody Harrelson. Me too. Who doesn't? Right? Who doesn't? Dude's just oozing charisma. Mm-hmm. He's, he's coming back for uh, Zombieland yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, that looks good. That looks good. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, anyway, so... But yeah, yeah. The reason, yeah, the reason I said that is because they got bills to pay. Right. You think if Disney wasn't throwing sacks of money at them to just go give us, just give it a, just give it give, all to us. Give it to us. Yeah. Give us, give it all. Well, and the thing is, essentially, they they Netflix had a deal with Marvel anyway, so I, I would think that those rights would be retained by Marvel at the end of the day anyway. Right. You Once, know, so yeah. after those two years go by, it's theirs again, yeah. so they can do whatever they want. So if they were to get the showrunners back, I, like I would just love, I just. Honestly, honestly, you just give them half a season, wrap up what you left off on, hmm. give the fans some kind of closure, right. something, because what they left it on now is like, it's like serenity, you know, yeah. like it, it, it's, it, there's nothing there. There's nothing we to, need. We need a serenity. We need a serenity. Right. We need a serenity. Yeah. We, we, we don't have that oh, closure. What if, they did that? <laughs> what if they did like a TV movie kind of thing? I'd be fine with that. Oh. Give give them a def- like I'm saying. Give them a defenders yeah. movie. Yeah. Give would, them a defenders movie. That would be dope. That's it. You know, but you know that's that's the thing though. I feel like the strength of these these shows is that they are shows. Yeah. They have a lot of time to develop these characters. Yeah. So I feel like that would put them in a a, a tough spot. But again, something's better than nothing. So I just I want to see them on the big screen. I would love to see a Marvel movie where. You know, Daredevil just has like a short cameo or something. Yeah. You know, like somebody walks into their law office, you know, mm-hmm. or walks past it and right. they're like on the a little like cameo or something. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. They just have a quick little line. I mean, people would lose their fucking minds for it. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. You know, imagine What's his name. Charlie Cox. Tra- uh, yeah, uh, That's his name, right? Charlie Cox. Is it? Is it? I don't know. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> That name. As soon as I thought about this show, that's the name that popped into my. I think head. It, no, I think it is. I think you're right. Let me look it up. Well, I just I get his name mixed up with uh, yeah, it's Charlie Cox. I get his name mixed up with the the Charlie from uh, Always Sunny. That's Charlie Day. Yep. Yes, Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox yes, is Charlie great. Cox. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he's a dreamboat. <laughs> look at him with the long hair. And uh, Luke Cage, Michael Coulter, right? Michael Coulter, yeah. Yeah, love him. Look at him. Oh my goodness! Right, I just want to be that man. Man, looks like he's, he's got the seems... hamburger meat. Oh yeah, the hamburger meat hanging out with mm-hmm. the fucking gold chains and leather jacket. Dreamboat, dreamboat. Yeah, that's what you got to do, man. That's, I think, right there. That's, that's where you want to be. Okay. That's that's their money. Yep. Because you got to let the sides grind a little bit more. Okay. So that it kind of uh, evens out, and then you can just slick it back, and like the length will weigh it down, mm-hmm. and that's that's yeah. what you gotta do. That's money. Okay. That's fucking money. Okay. Uh, for everybody that doesn't know, I'm I am currently growing my hair out, mm-hmm. and uh, um, looking at Charlie Cox here with his luscious, luscious locks. locks, the uh, luscious locks of Charlie Cox. Ooh, it's like you're a rapper. Something like that. Guys got good hair. Yeah. Not so great with the shaved head. He should. He probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Keep the hair. Kind of strange. Usually, I mean, usually you don't see that. Most dudes, when they shave their head, it's like, oh man, that dude looks even more badass. Mm-hmm. 
not Charlie Cox though. He looks. No, everybody has the uh, the skull shape, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot. There's still a lot of potential there. To get back to what you're saying, I don't know what. Like, okay, whatever. He's being dishonest. You wouldn't. He's a fucking producer of a of a Hollywood uh, company, like. And, right, you know, like they're gonna say what they want us. They're gonna say what they think we want to hear, yeah. whether it's true or not. Like whatever, man. The, I don't give a shit about. I don't take anything from these guys at face value anymore. They say shit all the time, and then the shit comes out, and it's either the exact opposite. It's not what they said. It's slightly different, or it never comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't put any stock in anything that these fucking guys say. I want to see the shit. When it comes out, mm-hmm. and I'll judge it on its own merits, well, not it, on the shit that they announce. Yeah, and and here's here's the thing that I think, uh, just because I'm kind of pessimistic about everything, really. Um, this is what I think is going to work gonna, on that. Uh, Trying not. Are you though? No. No. Of course yeah, not. I know. Um, what I think is going to happen uh, out of what he said, I think what he, what he's going to mean by what he said is is more of the fact that. These characters are going to be reborn into the Marvel Universe again. Yeah. And we'll see them. Maybe that's just going to be the new slate of Marvel movies, but not with the people that we know in these TV shows. It's yeah. going to be like a, you know, you'll you'll see Luke Cage again on the big screen, but it's going to be somebody else. Yeah. Uh, you'll see Jessica Jones and all these other characters. Like, the story's retold. I don't want that. No. I don't want that. I And, I mean, maybe the, maybe they know better than I, and they have these great, ideas about you know actors that'll knock it out of the ballpark and uh, directors and and they have a great screenplay coming together that is gonna just you know be amazing nope. but it's not what i want no not what a lot of people want i well, feel and you, and you know you think something like this you think is just you you feel like you're just being a nerd about it right but anytime you ask somebody about it no one likes when they replace an actor with somebody else no Sometimes even when the actor is better, mm-hmm. it's still like, but not my Spider Man. Yeah, like anybody who thinks Tobey Maguire is better than Tom Holland or even Andrew Garfield, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I like Tobey Maguire, but oh, I, I uh, Tobey Maguire is my generation Spider Man. Yeah, that's he, what we grew up. Right. With. That's that's the guy. I think when I think Spider Man in a movie, I think him. And I think his Spider-Man. Right. However, I'm not going to sit here. I was going to say stand. I'm not standing. I would never lie to you guys. Uh, I will not sit here and say that he is the best Spider-Man. No. He's not been in the best Spider-Man movies. Right. And he, as his his interpretation of Spider-Man, not the best. Right. I mean, he did what was asked of him. And you got you to give him credit for that. I yeah. Mean, he fit was... the... Um, the 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 flavor and the and the and the vibe that was, Sam Raimi was going for. It was perfect for the time. Yeah, perfect for the time. We ate it up. I loved Spider Man. Yeah, loved it. I didn't even hate Spider Man three until I was a little bit older. Mm, I hated that. I did too. Actually, <laughs> I was just trying to trying to give it the benefit of the doubt uh, there, but no, I actually, yeah, I wasn't a fan. Um, the but, older I get, the more I appreciate Willem Dafoe, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. His entire GQ yeah. interview. Oh, you watched it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good, right? I could watch Willem Dafoe talk about acting and all day. All day. Yeah. All day. 
He's so thoughtful. So thoughtful. Yeah. And so humble. Right. And it's and, just a job. He's just so, like, and yeah, he's so well, honest about it. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to shit on anybody, but mm-hmm. he's honest about like the situations at hand. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that was a fucking, that was good. I sat there and watched that whole thing, yeah. man. Enthralling. Loved it. Spider Man. I gave you friendship and you spat in my face. I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the <laughs> There's more to that. Oh, there's way more. There's yeah. way more to that. Oh, man, he's great. He's great in that fucking... Great. Just so good. Oh, man. All right, guys. I'm going to review this beer. I am so full. You you look sick. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Anytime I get this full, because I overindulge because I'm a piece of shit, I always imagine, like, my stomach is, well, I imagine this because this is the situation, but my stomach is a bag. It sure, it sure is, bud. Just filled with garbage. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a flap at the top of the bag, and, like, there's food just sitting right here, and the flap just keeps yeah. kind of going like this. You try to wrap it up, but your fingers keep touching the yeah, garbage. Exactly. And you're like, ugh, ugh, gross. Ugh, ugh. And every time Banana I Banana peel, ugh. I breathe, I'm just like... <sighs> <sighs> yeah, it's it's not good, ladies and gentlemen. So, know your limits. Know your limits. Know your limits in life. Know in your love. And in eating. Yeah. So what'd you think of tonight's brew? <laughs> it's from Dogfish Head Brewing Company, the perfect disguise double IPA. Give us your thoughts, oh wise one. I uh, I really liked it. I uh, that that uh, yeah, I picked this beer because of mostly the description and the art, as you were saying in the front, because it looked pretty interesting. Um, I like Kolsch's. I like IPAs, obviously. If you've yeah. ever listened to this show, um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like essentially what this what this IPA does, especially being a double IPA, it's like it gives you that hoppy front end, mm-hmm. but none of the bite at the end. That's it, a good description of it. It's it's very smooth at the end, but you still get the the hoppiness that you look for in an IPA. Yeah, it's not it's not overly malty. It's not too sweet, um, but it's it's very easy drinking, especially for being eight uh, percent. You know, mm-hmm. you don't you don't really taste that at all. Um, yeah, I mean, the more I, the more I say, the more I like it. Honestly, uh, I'm gonna give this guy a five. Ooh, uh, there we go. Good flavor, good classic flavor, really too. That was what the second five of 2019. I think maybe? so. I'll have to go through the archives. Actually, I think I have most of them up right here. Uh, uh, excuse me. We gave the left hand imperial style a five. Mm-hmm. Um, when was that? I don't know. I think that was in 2019. When did Mean Gene die? In 2019. Yeah. Uh, that must have been the anniversary one or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was the 25th yeah. anniversary one. Yep. So that was the. Yeah. So yeah, five for you. Um, I really, honestly, can't add much to that. I mean, it's a pretty apt description. Um, when you guys drink it, if if you don't get what um, Obesius said, you can go fuck yourself. Um, I'm gonna give it. 
a 4.5. No, I'm going to give it a 5. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give it a 5. I'm just going to agree with you. Not because it's easy, but because it's true. Oh, I thought you were going to go into the JFK I speech. I was about to. I was about to. <laughs> <laughs> Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Uh, Bad. But no, it, what, it's pretty... I, I can't... I can't really add anything. It's pretty. That's that's it. Five. All right. So yeah, five for myself. Nice. Five for Adam. Unanimous. 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 This has been the One Bear Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Good night, Brucey's. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. We love you. I'm gonna go lay down now. Yeah, watch some true crime stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh...